0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Like, you know, you should just. I want record. Always, <clears throat> oh I know. I, I we just I was pushing the buttons, <laughs> buttons playing sad trombone.
2: We got sad trombone, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my dream noise. That's a magic carpet ride, bro. <laughs> you better call it what it is, man. Where's genie when you You're need it? Right. <laughs> a whole new world. Y'all yeah, know I could hit the <laughs> notes, did you? I didn't know I could hit those notes. Either yeah, you hit them. That was awesome, JV. Yes, sir. How was your weekend, brother? Talk to me.
1: Man, fantastic. I mean, just chilled out. Had a little uh, birthday lunch with mom. Nice. Oh, uh, that's about it. What'd you eat with the moms? Oh, uh, we went to, well, we didn't go. We picked up some Olive Garden and had some, some chicken alfredo, man. Ooh. Some breadsticks,
2: salad. Fantastic. What did you watch this weekend?
1: What was dinner movie of the week, obviously? Movie of the week. Um, I've been watching a show on Netflix called Raising Dion. I heard good things. Talk to me. It was actually, they just released season two, which is why it kind of popped up on the screen with new episodes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was a very good series. I think it's done after season two. Oh, wow. Uh, just because of like the, the way the, it ended. Is Dion raised? Uh, He was. Okay, yeah. cool. Full-fledged <laughs> adult ready to go to college? Pretty much, yeah. Nice. I, you know, after it flashes forward, like, 15 oh. years, but it's whatever. Oh. Whatever, it's whatever.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, I got, I got. see, everybody. a lot of I people have talked to me about this show, but yeah. I've never jumped on it. Uh, This uh, lady at the job also was like, yo, man, Clyde, you watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. You watch raising Dion, I'm like, not yet, like, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, like, you hit that plus it's, sign to add it on the list, yeah. but, like.
1: You just, you just gotta wait for those to drop off after you finish them. Yeah,
2: the other got to like leave Netflix, and then I'd be like, <laughs> "All right, I got nothing else to watch." And you know, then I go to my list, yeah, yeah, right? right? So,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I watched that both seasons over. I think it started like last weekend, maybe. Okay. And just kind of flowed through the week watching it, and finished it up this weekend.
2: Dope. Good show. All right. All right, man. Good we'll show. Definitely, Very good show. We'll definitely uh, add it to the list. Well, like I said, okay. it's already there. I just gotta, yeah. I just gotta hit the play button.
1: Watched some uh, few things on Stars.
2: The reason we got Stars is for our movie last week, okay? And you've hijacked my Stars account.
1: It. I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna get what I can out of it. I hear you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that ain't just floating around. Like a lot of stuff on there you can rent, like on Amazon and stuff, but it's not on
2: Netflix or whatever. Like Are you watching Power? Is that what you're watching? Uh
1: is that what you said? No, uh, heels. I was watching oh. heels. Oh, oh, okay. The you're Stephen not watching Amell the Fifty Cent Bre- show. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's on there. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that. I didn't watch it. But I was watching uh-huh. heels, uh, which has been a pretty pretty good show so far. About four episodes in. Yeah, man.
2: Uh, Oliver Queen is in it, right? Yes, Oliver Queen. All Stephen right. Amell.
1: Uh, seems like a like it's going pretty good place. It ain't really like nose down yet? Okay, <laughs> you know, like that can happen very drastic. I mean, it's a show about like wrestling, so.
2: Ooh. We'll see what he can pull out the rest <laughs> of the season. I gotta finish it up. All right, man. <clears throat> Let's get to what I was watching. Yeah, okay. I had a fabulous Sunday. I went to a, a dog's a one year one year old dog's birthday party. I, we can talk. I, we ain't gonna talk about as that people dog, do. Dude, I, it's, that's it's a the thing, thing that people do. Yeah. Um, I found out on Saturday. Did, did you have cake at the at the puppy puppy party? Yes. There was Fantastic. There was there was cake. There was there was cake for humans. <laughs> yes. And there was cake so for cake. dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it was um <laughs> This is stuff like I don't think about, you know? Right, it's like right. My dog's birthday comes around. Everybody who follows me on socials know I love my dog, but yeah. like it's like, hey man, uh, here's an extra couple kibbles, bro. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, you get
1: some new toys maybe.
2: Uh he's old man, he you know. doesn't play with toys, man. He <laughs> just likes to open the door so I can bark at some damn kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's what he's about, so.
1: Our dog loses his mind for like uh, rope toys. Oh yeah. <laughs> just string all over the apartment. <laughs> uh he's got this one now that's like I swear it's like a foot and a half long. And he just grabs one in and just slings shit at the rest of it. It's just all <laughs> We got, like, glass coffee tables and stuff. It's scary. But, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the head of the household, so.
2: Let's talk about the show I was watching, man. I spent my entire Sunday, woke up, watched our movie of the week. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes here. But um, Amazon Prime has a new show. It's called Jack Reacher. Actually, I yeah. just lied to you. It's just called Reacher. Isn't Jack Reacher another thing? Jack Reacher is his name. But they oh, already have a Jack Ryan. Gotcha. So they couldn't call it. They didn't want to call it. Gotcha. You know, Jr. Jr. So they just named it Reacher. All right. <laughs> we got sound effects, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This show. Um, I watched all eight episodes. All right. Put yesterday. How long are these episodes? About about an hour. About an hour. Oh, long. Okay. Yeah. So, so you put in full days of work. Full I of work. I put a full day's work. <laughs> <someday>. <laughs> Got paid zero <laughs> yeah, dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, this was cool, man. This has the, the humongous, uh, really good looking. Um actually highly talented, more than I thought he would be. Uh dudes actually like a six foot five dream boat. Yeah. Um Alan Richson, man. Um this guy plays Jack Reacher and he's in this small town uh in Georgia and basically under uncovers like this humongous ring. Uh, what's happening of the legal activities and killings and stuff like that? He ahead. uh, kicks some ass, man. Yeah, takes some name like this guy, man. It was really hard to like take your eyes off the screen. Okay, okay. Um, because of him or action? I mean, have you seen a little one? bit of yeah? Rich? Yeah, you can't help him. But look at him doing action, in literally the tightest t shirt ever, yeah. bro. You seen this guy?
1: He's I mean, huge. Yeah, I know. He's been on the radar since Smallville. Yeah, I, I, say, I never watched you know, Smallville. You just see him like for a long time. You just kind of see him around. Yeah. Uh, so it's good for him to kind of get his own his own thing going. He played, there. Ra-
2: he played Raphael uh, in the new Ninja yeah. Turtles movies. Oh yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I'm like, dude, this this is Raph. This, this is, is Raph right this here. Is my boy. This is how big he is right now. <laughs> now, guys, go check out. Uh, Reacher, it's a really good and fast watch. Like you have to it's like anything these shows nowadays, right? The last two or three minutes kind of keeps you captivated. Yeah. And you wanna see what's the next episode and then they just just cliffhang you. They cliffhang you. Yeah. But the cool thing about Amazon dropped all these on the same exact day. Right? So it's it's been a fun ride. Um, Hence
1: the eight hour Eight-hour day. It's an eight-hour day, man. I, yeah. I,
2: I hope it comes back for another season. <laughs> um, I want to see more of this sexy man and see where he's at. And just, he killed everybody. <laughs> okay.
1: Everybody right. died. You know. I mean,
2: I mean remember those action movies? I don't know movies, what to say about that. Remember those action movies from the 80s with, like, Arnold? Yeah. Where he would, like, come to town and yeah. everybody would die? It's basically this, but this guy's actually like really intelligent. Okay. Highly recommend, guys. Um, good plot, good story, good characters, uh, great acting. Yeah, highly re- recommend. Sweet.
1: So, I was watching Book of Boba Fett.
2: I have I've not seen, jumped on this I, yet.
1: I told you you need to watch just the last two episodes.
2: I have not jumped on this show yet, man.
1: I mean, you can watch the ones before it. There's, there's like a Power Ranger episode. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry? We get to see some huts. Oh uh more than one. Some, I, thought, uh, I but thought Jabba was the last. Uh apparently not.
2: Like the last Jedi, the last Jabba? I thought that was the last thing. He was the last no? I, okay. I don't I made a bad joke there, you, guys. Go ahead and hear <laughs> the damn <game> sound. <laughs> I deserve it.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a. We got a black fur uh, Wookiee bounty hunter. Pretty badass.
2: So we got a black Wookiee bounty hunter?
1: Yeah. yeah, Like he's black. I mean, his fur is. I don't know what's under the fur. Hey, that's close <laughs> enough, baby. We got a black <laughs> Wookiee, baby. He's, Woo! He's, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> he's really badass, yeah. Um, Who else? Uh, Colt from one of the three ninjas movies. He plays a Tuscan Raider. You don't know it's him, but...
2: Wait. from like... The original?
1: No, no, from like one of the sequels.
2: Did they, all, did they change characters? Yeah, they cha- yeah. the they actors changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. I did not know that. They stayed the same age, I think, through they all did. of the series. <laughs> but they just
2: changed. <laughs> I just remember the last one, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Or That's, something, the That's, That's the one. That's the one.
1: one. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Michael uh, Olasky. Okay. Really nice. Okay. Um, I follow him on TikTok. He does a bunch of videos on there, too. Good deal. Um, yeah, just catch him in the last few. They're... Well worth it.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: And they Good have deal, n- nothing to do with Boba Fett, just so you know. So
2: I shall make that happen, <laughs> brother. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for The Bad Guys, the unbearable weight of massive talent, the most recent episode of Peacemaker, and our Movie of the Week, being the Ricardos. All right, Jv, yes sir. sent you. Some trailers, man. Oh yeah. Let's talk about this uh, animated DreamWorks comedy starring Sam Rockwell, the bad guys. Talk to me, man.
1: Uh, very interesting. Um, I like the concept of this. Uh, is it? A, I don't know if he's a wolf or a dog. He is a he is a gray wolf. It's a gray wolf. Yeah. Uh, his life changes when he gets petted. Right? From the trailer. That's, what <laughs> That's I saw. exactly what happened. <laughs> he's, he gets a pet and a good boy, and it's like he's ready to change his life. Um, what a...
2: <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. It's Miller time. It's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus. Um, so, it's like a, a criminal squad of uh bad animals that are basically setting up heist so it's a group of heisting animals
2: it's literally like ocean's eleven yeah. with animals man <laughs> that's that's what it kind of brings me into yeah. man um these anthropomorphic animals, oh, but they coexist with humans, yes, and you know they go rob the Bellagio. Yeah, like they did in Ocean's of <laughs> L- No, it's not. It's not the Bellagio, but they put on all these heists. Um, uh, we got Sam Rockwell, Mark Marin, Craig Robertson, Anthony Ramos, um, Aquafina. Some great names in here, and they are literally just bad guys. Yeah, but Sam Rockwell as Mr. Wolf, he you know, like like you said, he gets petted and <laughs> wants to be a good boy. Yeah. you know, tries to change it. So it's it's, it's almost got like a character study yeah. of a. Uh, of a bad guy turning into a good guy, but with animals. Yeah. So you know, I like it because it has Sam Rockwell and the rest of those guys. So mm-hmm. you know it's going to be good. When you get a good voice like actor yeah. like that, it's got to be good, man. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I don't really know what to say about this man, Nick Cage. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nick Cage. Uh, we see Neil Patrick Harris. Got uh, Pedro Pascal, Pedro, yeah. um, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of things going on in this movie. Um, I love the fact that he's playing Nicolas Cage. And apparently he's in a lot of debt.
2: <laughs> Which, I mean, he's literally playing himself. And I guess
1: Neil Patrick Harris, is he like a CIA agent or something in this movie? Because in the like he he's get this mission to go, uh, meet one of his biggest fans for like a million dollars, but he's actually like working for the CIA, right? So I don't really know, man. It <laughs> it shows here <laughs> that um, was just from what I read. The trailer does not tell you. The, the
2: trailer does not say. It says here that Neil Patrick Harris has Cage's agent. Oh, okay. On the good old Wikipedia page, okay. You know that could change tomorrow and say. Neil Patrick Harris as Cage's boyfriend. I'm, I might change it just exactly, a little bit. Exactly. You can so change uh, it. I make sense. <laughs> you know, so it could be anything. Uh, I don't know, man. This is a uh, movie with Nick Cage as Nick Cage, as the most Nick Cage movie ever. Um <laughs> yeah, all right. But it, it looks funny. It looks like he's literally looking in a mirror and laughing at himself. Yeah. Which is good and healthy. You know, I mean, it looks like he's gonna make a good buck off of this as well. He might. Uh, this might
1: turn his career around. At least he might have a good. Maybe he'll get his uh, million dollars out of it. Maybe at we, least.
2: Maybe we might get the Rock too. <laughs> I'm I've been, I've been really looking just, forward to just this start. <laughs>
1: Fip and everything. <laughs> just, he just restarts all of his other movies over <laughs> just
2: all their sequels <laughs> and stuff. Just every single we get Con Air yeah. too, bro. Ready for it? You ready for it? <laughs> Snake Eyes too. We yeah. do need it all, okay. Oh um, we already got a National Treasure too, so I guess we can get a, a National Treasure three. I thought there was one, dude. There's not, but is I really it? Okay. Would like I there it was those. One. are my favorite Nick Cage movies, man. Yeah. So I don't know really what's okay. going on in this. He goes to meet um his biggest fan. I uh, accept it for a million dollars. It looks like some stuff is happening.
1: A lot of stuff's going on. A lot of stuff's happening.
2: Trailers long. A lot of, um. there's some shooting. There's some running. There's a, a wall. <laughs> some some comedy, right? <laughs> yep. So we'll definitely post this one to our socials along with uh, the bad guys. So check that out, guys. Cool, cool, cool.
1: So how was uh, Moonfall this weekend? Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, no, I didn't go either. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I no, got it. That you. was a little on me.
2: We were going to tell little you about you Moonfall. A
1: little on me too.
2: I mean, a on you too. Uh, yeah. I, mean, you know. I was going to go see by myself. Yeah. But then Reacher happened. Yeah. I mean, and do you guys want me to talk about him again for another 20 minutes? Because I definitely high. can, okay? Dude, just arms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's continue, man. <laughs> uh, let's talk about another guy with humongous arms and uh, very dashing good looks. Um, I don't know who would win in a fight though. Cena, or Richson or Reacher, mm. or Peacemaker. Yeah,
1: ooh, ooh, uh, that's uh, I don't know. Probably Peacemaker.
2: He, he'll just kill somebody. He don't really care. Guys, let us know <laughs> on the socials on the so, YouTube page that we now have it up and running. So Reacher, what's his attitude? He, like, st- he stays cool, calm, and collected the entire time. I mean, he's even, just, even if he's when just he's in there fighting, to take people man.
1: out, or is he, like, you know...
2: I mean, he'll, he gives people a chance. Okay,
1: then he'll he probably lose peace Peacemaker, Peacemaker. doesn't care as long as you're... If he thinks you're a bad guy, you're going you're, to <laughs> shoot you. He don't care. <laughs> Simple as that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy.
1: I don't know if it's a fighting thing. It's more of a moral... <laughs>
2: well, the funny thing is, right, is, like, with Peacemaker is... You're a good guy, maybe a bad guy, maybe a little crooked, you're getting a bullet from him. Right, (laughs) right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or that sword he has, you know, so uh, you're definitely going to get it, man. But let's talk about this episode, man. Um, (laughs) This had a lot. Yes. This was one of my favorite episodes.
1: This really throws a lot of mess out for the show. Like, we're really going over the hill of this show at this point. Yeah,
2: yeah, we we we've, we've crested. I think like last episode we crested. Right, yeah. we're at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Now they got. Now they're bringing it home, man. We have yep. like two or three episodes left, um, and they're just gonna bring it home, man. And it looks really good, dude. Uh, how many of these damn butterfly aliens are now? Yeah, we're we're almost to like a zombie
1: apocalypse movie, dude. It's wild. Yeah. With creepy smiles. Creep. Oh, my God. That, that was, was the worst. <laughs> but it was
2: like, it was so cool to watch, yeah. though, man. Because they're trying. They're yeah. trying to fit in. Well,
1: yeah, they're they're like, the scene, you know, they're just cool. Like, you know, you're like, okay, these are monsters. And all of a sudden, they just start doing the smile, like trying to look.
2: Oh, yeah, it was wild.
1: Super creepy. It's super creepy.
2: Did you not think that sheriff was already one of them, though? I thought he was. That was a, that threw me for a loop right yeah. there, man. Yep.
1: And so he was just. Cool with everything that was going on. I yeah. don't know, just wild. That kind of that was kind of a loop for me too.
2: So maybe they they tie that in about what the hell, who the hell this guy is, what he's really about. He maybe and you know what's weird too. Like obviously with the backstory with the um, who's the lead, who's the black guy with for the team, Myrn. Myrn, yeah. yeah. So with Myrn, we find out he's also one. Yeah. Uh, but he's a good one, which is weird, but that's beside the point. He rebels. Yeah. And that's it. Like, he, there's no. There's a cow. There's. <laughs> they do have a cow.
1: Yeah, there's a cow. Apparently, somewhere.
2: But they do. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, Mern never gets his body back. Remember they, they said, like, I'm attached to this guy. Like, yeah. Mern's dead. Right, yeah, yeah. He's basically yeah. just a host at this point in time. That's wild, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, seems like, I mean, do you think once they're, I mean, I guess if they're all like arriving like it showed, I assume they can just leave the host whenever they want to. I don't really know that yet.
2: They're like attached.
1: Well, no, we do because Peacemaker has one as a pet.
2: So he shot the dude in the head. Yeah. I guess he shot him where it didn't kill him.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, so, if he puts some some buckshot in him, so
2: the human dies. <laughs> so, so the human dies. Yeah, the human does not get there. I, I body think the human's
1: dead. Like, it's like they kind of just take over that brain. Yeah. and the human's gone.
2: That's wild. It's just really yeah pro- programming, man. Like, yeah. men, like the things from Men in Black. You know what I mean? <laughs> what it reminds me of, yeah. uh, just that montage, dude, of when, you know, she calls her crew hmm yeah. And they come. The whole ending, like, whole, music video, be- thriller God, music video. It was video. a music video. It was a thriller. It was thriller. Yes, it really <laughs> was. Yes, it yes. was thriller. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it was, man. And then you montage that on top of uh, uh, Smith's dad. Yeah. And putting on his, his white dragon suit. R- racist asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, some crap's about to go down with that. Yeah. So, uh, we're shaving up to finish this series and, out very well, man, this season. And I like uh, Eagle's
1: role in this episode. Oh, good God, yes. Talk
2: about that, please.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, he's, like, taking people out, too. Yeah. But what I, I think's funny is, like, uh, when they're, like, escaping from his trailer and they're hiding... And he's, like, trying to get the eagle's, the eagle's attention, and you see him, like, flicking that little <laughs> plastic thing around. So, he's just, like, his attention is called this little plastic thing, and they're trying to get him to come with him. And that's kind of where it sets off the rest of the – actually, that, that's, like, the trigger for the rest of the show and, yep. and the way it plays out. Just eagle just damn re-
2: eagles is playing <laughs> with some scraps or yeah. something on top. It's awesome. It is awesome, dude. <laughs>
1: But yeah, uh, I mean, Eglu's badass in this show too,
2: dude. Just took people out. Yeah, <laughs> zero cares <laughs> in the world, <laughs> just play man. With that little plastic thing, <laughs> man. Jeez. Yeah, dude. Um, let's let's finish up this series once again. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope it comes back for another season. John Cena, man. Who knew he was so talented <laughs> and so good, man? But it's off from the direction of the incredible James Gunn. Yeah. Why don't we just let him do everything? Yeah. And everything would be fabulous. No objections? No objections from me. My man, let's move forward. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, Our movie of the week. Yes. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. We have Being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. This movie was released this year, 2021. So really, 2022, guys, excuse me. Mm. Brand new year. Almost messed it up.
0: That was the latest. I'll make, get, it, make I, it look cool in post, though, guys.
2: He, he's not going to touch it.
1: I can move it forward a little bit. <laughs> All
2: right, guys. So, yeah, this movie was released here in 2022. I apologize about that. Um, this movie is written and directed by the great Aaron Sorkin. Uh, this was uh,
1: kind of a. Hidden Amazon deal. Uh, I don't know how much this movie costs to make. Uh, Bezos didn't return my text, so it, it just it just has an estimated budget of four hundred fifty thousand. Is what I found online. Man is drinking Terra bottle with the rock right yeah. now. He <laughs> got time
2: to feel damn text message.
1: <laughs> I was like, man, I'm trying to get some information from the pod. Usually, he texts back. He didn't hit me. He must have been busy. Yeah, he gave us
2: quick numbers back yeah. for Tomorrow War, but <laughs> this one, he said, screw y'all, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Starring in this one, uh, we have Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, who plays Lucy. It gets a little confusing. Uh, Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, who plays Ricky. Uh <laughs> J.K. Simmons as William Farley, who plays Fred. So we have an actor playing an actor, playing a character. Bingo. That's, that's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, a few more in here. Uh, Nina Arianda as Vivian Vance, who plays Ethel. Uh, Tony Hale as Jess Oppenheimer. Aaliyah Shawkat uh, as Madeline Pugh. And Jake Lacey as Bob Carroll, Jr.,
2: Let's go ahead and give it up to my man, Clark Gregg, who's yes, also in this movie. Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg is in this movie, man. Yes, he is. MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. If y'all don't know by now, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, JV. Um, quick synopsis, brother. Go ahead, bring us in.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, this round we got a movie slash documentary. Yeah. Uh, About a very heavy week in the life of the TV actors from I Love Lucy. Um, We get to see some very intimate moments from Lucille Ball as she's rising to her success. And we get to see the way she views her show and the comedy within the show. Which, at the same time, she is played by Nicole Kidman in this movie gets I complicated. Mean. Yeah, it guys. gets, it gets complicated. <laughs> very very complicated. Yeah.
2: All right, man. Um good stuff here. So, <laughs> we have a Week in the Life of the Stars of I Love Lucy and the two the two leads uh they're dealing with a public and personal crisis, yeah. right? Uh the public crisis is that and it's the 50s, guys. Um Lucy checkmarked in her when she was in her twenties. Lucille Ball in her twenties checkmarked that she's a communist, right? Yeah. At the point in time, being a commie, communist was not, <laughs> you know, was not good, right? And seen as a as a detractor from the United States. Yeah. there was a bunch of communists within the United States, mind you. Uh, she just. You know, check mark the box, and we get to figure out and find out exactly why this box was check marked. And she's basically freaking out for the entire week if this is going to basically kill her career during the second season mm-hmm. of *I Love Lucy*, which is like the greatest show at that time. Um, and she's just really scared this is going to like bomb her career. Yeah. She's also dealing with another crisis um, with her husband. Who I didn't know was like a couple years younger than, than her. Actually, I didn't realize. I thought they were closer in age. All right. Um. Where he might be cheating on her, might not be cheating, and it kind of goes around and around the yeah. entire time there, which is very interesting, man. So, um. Well this this whole movie, the way it's put together,
1: is very interesting. Yes, it's a. V- it, Goes in and out, like you have a main thread, which is um, Lucille and Desi mm-hmm. and their relationship and this week of trying to figure out this communist thing. And then spiral around that, we get to see some of the, uh, the action within the show of I Love Lucy which is the actors that they or the uh characters that they play in La- in I Love Lucy and how they or how Lucy still kind of sees that stage too. Yeah. Now she picks all the stuff together. And then around that, you start seeing flashbacks of how they met her life. <laughs> and then add a layer on top of that, those the interviews
2: Oh yeah, with the older with the, with the, Oppenheimer, Pew and all that. Which yeah. are played
1: by other characters.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: so this is the first time I've seen this movie. I don't know if you've seen it before or not. First time. But it, it was I was like I didn't realize that those older actors in those interviews weren't actually them either. I thought it was
2: I, I thought it was like Pew and them, but I yeah. was but then at the same exact time I'm thinking Nineteen fifties, they must have right. been let's say 35, right? Yeah. 70 years later. Oh, yeah. Right. Still looking all right, right? Still looking good, right? (laughs) So, that IMAX camera they were, they filled it in? Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was super, uh, super wild, like in and out of that kind of, yeah. That kind of, what do they call it? Like the the fourth wall. It was, I mean, I I really liked it for that kind of extract. Kind of scenes put together, but it was kind of hard to follow at the same time.
2: It was it was definitely hard to follow, but this is what Aaron Sorkin does, man. Mm-hmm. He did this with, um, The Social Network. Yep. He did this with The Trial of the Chicago Seven. He did this with Molly's Game. Um, you know, and he's doing it here. Uh, the one thing I love about Aaron Sorkin in his work, and he brings it here. Is the characters and the dialogue? It's just so tight and so crisp, yeah. right? And it's just fast, and you gotta you gotta keep up with it, man. Yeah. There's also a scene in here which I really love is the walk and talk. I'm a big fan of The West Wing, right. once Again, created by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> and the walk and talk, you mm-hmm. know, I've watched every episode of Um, Entourage as well. Right. Which they do they do the walk and talk every damn episode, <laughs> up and down Hollywood Boulevard. So. Yeah. I love seeing that, man. That is just characters interacting by getting from place to place, man. But let's go ahead and jump into these characters, man. And obviously right off the bat here, we want to go ahead and talk about Nicole Kidman as Lucille Lucy ball, man. Um, you see her at different like You you see her at different points in her life here. Um, but she's very strong, confident and knows what she wants on her show. Right. Um, you can tell even the scene where she was doing radio where she was reduced to just doing yeah. radio right before she got picked up for. I love Lucy. Um, she was still confident in what she did.
1: Yeah. And at that time she was struggling to be able to, to really put that out there. Right. Yeah. She was really uh laying her hand, laying her shoulder, laying her head on like a uh, Desi's shoulder. Yeah. To help her push her, Flow and he's like, yeah, all right, that sounds good to me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, and that's a different culture, right? He's, yeah. he's he's Cuban. The man provides and stuff like that. Um, so he was like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but man, when she actually has her show, we we pick up with her, um, in season two. Mm-hmm. She is very, like, she's been strong this entire time that we've seen her. But then we're picking it up season two, just even at the table read, man. Yeah. The table read, she's like, why would I do that? Yeah. Or why would he do that? Like when he opens the door, why would he do what he does every single time? <laughs> it's a trademark. Like, why yeah. are we trying to switch it up, right? Yeah. And being, even being the, the lead and just knowing a little bit about television, especially like old school, you didn't really talk to the writers like that, man. Yeah. This was not your show. This is. Their show and, and the head writer Jess Oppenheimer, you know, he had very little control over what she said. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very yeah. little control, man. Um, Tony Hill did did his thing in this role, but it was just funny to see them kind of go back and forth, and her win every single time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Nicole Kidman, man, uh, just fabulous actress and. I love seeing her as uh, Lucy.
1: All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Bobby, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good, but I've been having a couple things on my mind. Talk to me, man. What's going on? Spit it out. You know, I've really been wanting to talk about weapons and uh, movie weapons. You know I love weapons. I mean,
2: you just said the word weapons a lot, but I get it. So let's talk then, brother. What are amongst your favorites? Let's get
1: this over with. We'll kick it off with a lightsaber. Fire. Uh, As a musician, the guitar case guns from Desperado.
2: Very classy, brother. And, uh, you
1: know, I figured it'd be nice to have just a neuralizer in my pocket for whenever I need that.
2: Men in black and people, brother. Just (laughs) letting them forget everything, right?
1: (laughs) Shades in the neuralizer,
2: yeah. (laughs) yeah they're a package deal bro you can't have one without the other (laughs) dope bro let me tell you about a few of mine
1: yeah
2: that sword from blade is just fire Mm. it has that Mm -hmm. secret way you have to hold it and if you hold it the wrong way basically if you're not blade it's taking your hand off oh yeah yeah. in skyfall james bond had a walter pp7 that had his fingerprint encoded to it only he can fire the gun man that was just really really cool and the visual was amazing with that And obviously, taking it to the MCU, Chris Evans himself, Captain America, and that amazing shield, man. Come on. That thing defies the laws of physics. (laughs) I love it, though, man. It can be used for offense and defense. Um, I love that it is a symbol of American greatness, but also what America can strive to be, man. All right. Javi, we talked about these. Are we good now? Can we get back to the pod? I got one more. That's my favorite. Come on. Talk to me. Millionaire. Ah, the
1: hammer. I know we have Stormbreaker in the MCU now, but I don't believe it has that anti-theft device installed like <laughs> Mjolnir <Mironeer> does. <laughs> I think anybody can wield, wield Stormbreaker if you're strong enough. But, you know... All you have to do is be worthy, and you become a god when you pick up Mjolnir, and nobody else can touch
2: it. I would try the uh, Mjolnir. I can't even pronounce it, man, but that is a fire weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, definitely good call on that one, man.
1: We love our movie weapons, and we know you guys do as well.
2: Yeah, team. Hit us up on our Movie in the Pod socials, and we can talk about all of your favorite movie weapons. Now, we can get back to the pod. over here to one of the best actors of all time, man. Um Javier Bardem. Talk to me, bro. Uh I feel
1: like he he really portrayed uh I feel like a a male actor at that time who was had the power, right? Yeah. Like he had the power to say this is what's going to happen as an actor just because he was a star, right? He was um uh at the top of the call sheet, I guess is yeah. like, what you say, right? <laughs> he was at the top of the call sheet with Lucy. And it was real cool seeing him in that uh the the club oh, as dude, well. That was fun. Yeah, the uh singing and performing at the club. Um his interaction with Lucy, how you could see him let his guard down with her and then when he's around everybody else and had to be uh you know Desi Arnaz, he was, you know, that powerful actor, you know, I got some, I got some weight behind me and I can swing it.
2: I just, it's just, it's just weird, right? Like, let's take this, um, it was the fifties. Yep. Um, and this, and this Cuban American was basically the man on this show. Right. And there was Nobody that can mess with this dude. Right? <laughs> right. He called the shots. Yeah. It, it was, it's called I Love Lucy and she is top build. Yeah. But even in this movie, they even portray like, he has the power. Yeah. He holds the, sh- the the shrimp.
1: Yep. And he proved that. Time I'm and time girl, again. Yep. Time and time again. <laughs> yep, yep.
2: But no, but I, mean, I really loved, I, I'm right with you. I really love the scenes where they're in the club and seeing Javier perform as Desi Arnaz, but it's also really cool to kind of see them in their intimate moments, mm-hmm. man. Um, where he did come across as a very loving, um, caring there for her type of husband. Yeah. Um, once again, after watching this movie, we'll talk about, you know, some stuff later. Um, you know, he was several years younger than her. And I didn't realize that. Right. You know how, um, how much, a chance. Uh, man, you're going to put me on the spotlight like in front of <laughs> Abby. in front of <laughs> for, for, for millions of <laughs> listeners. Uh she was born in 1911, he was born 1916. So they're about 6 years apart, mm. right? So like let's say um high school and a half, right? Yeah. Like like that, which is uh generation, right? Yeah. Um that he is is younger. So, you know, he still wanted the when she wanted to be home. And be a home wife and everything, and you know he definitely wanted to still be out, yeah. All the clubs, after the clubs, and go out and drink and smoke on the bar, and uh, you know at the club or whatever, at the bar or at the boat. Yes, the boat was the spot. Yeah, right. That's where it goes. Playing cards at the boat. Yeah. So you know he he still had that <laughs> had that young guy mentality, man. Mm-hmm. All right, um, J.K. Simmons, brother. Uh, this guy keeps popping up, man. What the hell's going on I don't- here? I don't know, man. He's in every movie, dude. <laughs> this guy is in every movie. We gotta get rid of this guy somehow, man. Uh, he plays William Frawley, who is also on the show, man. Not a big role. Not a big role at all. But I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, his parts were pretty
1: strong when he was, like, uh, laying down some dialogue. Um, Kind of the the wisdom, I guess.
2: He was the older guy on, on, yeah. on the show, yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh seemed like uh Lucille really relied on him a lot in certain times and sometimes he just let himself
2: in. <laughs> yeah, well. I love how I love how um uh Lucille and Vivian they're kinda of just sitting there talking, yeah, kinda of arguing a little bit. And, you know he's he's the older guy so yeah. he's waking up from his nap whatever, <laughs> his mid morning yeah. nap um and he goes come on let's go have a drink yeah it's
1: like 9:30 yeah. in the morning right <laughs> <laughs> we're taking the. he's going to she's going to take some personal time
2: <laughs> man but no uh jk definitely does this thing, man he has, is that inspiration like like you said and he is definitely there for her um my my favorite thing about him in this movie is Even though he was an asshole, Mm. remember that opening read? You Mm -hmm. know, he was kind of an asshole to a couple (laughs) people. Um, But he actually really did have a heart of gold. Yeah. You can kind of tell that he really loved being on the show with them. Um, Even though he was the older guy, he really loved um, the production and everything. And just wanted everything to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And definitely appreciated that, brother. All right. Let's go ahead and jump over here. Nina, and if I butcher her last name, Ari, Ari Nad, I uh, Vivian Vance, Arianda, Arianda, Ariande, Ariana Grande. No, this lady's never going to be on our show. Uh <laughs> nope. messed up. But you were fabulous, okay, Vivian Vance, <laughs> okay, I, I really were, okay, yes. looking right into the camera here, you were fabulous.
0: Uh <laughs>
2: Thought that she was, you know, supposed to be one thing, and she was trying to be another, where mm-hmm. she didn't really know her. Remember, I mean, we're only in season two, yeah, right? Season one of shows, they know top bills, Lucy, Ricky, they have to, you know, find their, and then the here comes the supporting cast, yeah. But after season two, let's, you know, people always go, okay, we're we're back for a season two. Let's expand. Let's see yeah. what else is going on with these other people. So she was trying to find her footing as an actress and, and figure out where she kind of fits in. And it just wasn't the right week, man. <laughs> yes. right? This is the worst time. This is-
1: it's the worst time for any of them at all, like the, the staff and is- everybody. For any of them, just to step to uh, to Lucille or Desi yeah. is just a bad week.
2: just... <laughs> There's so much crap happening, man. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then, like, every time that uh, she brings something up or, or, yeah. or a change that needs to happen, she gets shot down. Yeah. She gets shot down because <laughs> it's just not the damn time. So. You nope. Know, ain't the week. It ain't the week. All right, man. Let's go ahead and talk about Tony Hale as Jess Oppenheimer, man. Sure, yes, I think he really like slunk his teeth into this role. Um, he's the head show writer. He's the creator of I Love Lucy. It was his idea. Um, well, his idea was the show that she was doing on radio before, mm-hmm. and then, uh, CBS was there watching that radio show. Which let's talk about the radio show for a second, man. It was a chance. Uh, that like, that was really intense. It was, it was live in front of people. Yeah, there was a band. Okay, <laughs> they they yeah. stood there with mics, with an audience. Yeah. Okay, that's not a radio
1: show. That's like, uh, it's like some Howard Stern stuff. <laughs> that is like some Howard Stern stuff. <laughs> it was,
2: it's literally like so a she, live podcast. She was the original. It's, li- <laughs> yes. it's literally like a live podcast. Yeah. You know how yeah. they do like. Shows on pod, like pod yeah. shows now, like scripted. Um, we are we, S- we, semi <laughs> like what we got going we're, on. We're kind of scripted, kind of not. <laughs> you know, I tell yeah. people, I'm i I tell people that I'm working on the script for the pod. Yeah, there's not much to do, guys. Okay, I just don't want to hang out, is what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Ugh. phone's about to be dry for yeah. the next life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's going to text me now. No, um, it was cool, though. It, w- it was different. You know, once again, it was it was like the 40s going into yeah. the 50s. Um, different time. They don't do shows like that now, especially on the radio. Um, but that's where she got picked up. But it was his show, Tony Hale as Jess Oppenheimer's show, and gets picked up and moves it forward. And the head writer and brings in the other two writers we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but really pushes the show forward. Yeah. But the funny thing is, man, like Tony Hill always plays these guys who like has power, but really doesn't at the same time. Kind of gets pushed around. <laughs> kind of gets yeah. pushed around so easy. So it's like, <laughs> but he, but he fights back here. That's what I like about Tony Hill's character here, man. In, as Jess Oppenheimer is like. Uh, normally he just, like, gets walked over. Yeah. Tony, all Tony Hill's characters, man. But this one, he actually <laughs> fights back. Loses. Loses. I um, He gave it a shot. He gave it a shot. You know, the old college he tried. But, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely takes that L still a mess. i see that one scene with um, Javier Bardo where he has to read the, the letter from Philip Morris. Don't F with the Cuban. Yeah. I, dude, I laughed my ass yeah, it was off, good. Man. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cause he's already like, Dezzy's already walked away from him and everything. <laughs> yeah, he just he used to walk off like, uh, what is it? The uh, cool guys don't look at explosions. Cool walk. Guys don't look at explosions. Exactly man. He did, <laughs> he did
2: Tony, walk. Yeah, man. Oppenheimer's was basically holding a bomb right yeah. there, you know. So, <laughs> uh, definitely a cool character, man. Man, uh, we got uh, Ali, Alia. How do you pronounce your name, Alia? Alia Shawcat. I do want you on the show. You're amazing. Um, I've seen you in a lot of other stuff, especially the after party. I just watched your episode, by by the way. Oh, nice. Um, I'm talking to her into here like she's going to watch this one day.
1: She's looking right at you. I'm going to tag her on Facebook.
2: Is that a thing? You tag people on Facebook? You can at them,
1: I think, right? It's not hashtags. Okay. It's just... Yeah, you, guys, can him. you can tag them. You can tag them. That's I'm, basically... I'm,
2: I'm turning 35 this, this month, guys. I'm sorry. In a couple of days. still trying so to so
1: figure out how to tag people.
2: To <laughs> people.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, she plays
2: Madeline Pugh, and she is the, the, the sole female writer on the show. She's probably one of, like, a handful of female writers on any kind of sitcom right now. Yeah. You know, we're talking about right now having, like, female directors, writers, and the... the you know, in the production showroom right now. And it's 2022.
1: Yeah. These are maybe like the top two yes. females in TV. Exactly. At that time. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, and she was one of them. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she was one of the writers and she always, once again, not the best week, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she was trying to push, uh, for season two. You want a little bit of growth. Uh, Lucy's character, to be uh less ditzy and yeah. and less kinda like, oh, let's get into trouble and make her make her a little smarter, like mm. like, like she evolved over season one to season two. And I, I think uh Lucille Ball's character appreciated that, but it just wasn't the right week, man. <laughs> it was just so much crap that was happening yep. in that one week. No matter what <laughs> you
1: said. No matter what anybody <laughs> said, it was you're getting your head bit off. <laughs>
2: But no, I I liked how how she definitely wanted to like push like women and the way that they're they're shown on television uh, forward, man. I thought that was really cool and really important here. All right. Last person I want to talk about, man. If you want to talk about anybody else, let me know. But we got Jake Lacey, uh, Bob Carroll Jr. Uh, Smaller role than everybody else, but uh, he's the other writer in the room. Yeah. And I just like his fights with Pew, man. That's just <laughs> <Yeah>. like that's.
1: <laughs> but they always came to a, a they worked well, agreement. They worked well together, yeah, though, man.
2: Yeah. Like you, like you always want to know. Like I've always wanted to sit in one of these like writers' rooms, mm-hmm. right? For One of these sitcoms and all these hour shows of that, like Supernatural. Right, Supernatural's yeah. been on forever, right? I, I I want to know, like, sit in that writers' room. And be a fly on the wall, yeah, and to see like how that process is, man. And this, in this show for I Love Lucy, we got to see that a little bit, man. And that was fun to watch,
1: yeah. It was like you had two ideas, uh, trying to get to the same end goal, yeah, but they were just taking two different routes, exactly. So at the end of it, they just kind of merged their plans, which made for a
2: great show. And with that, right, they did merge their plans, and then they presented their plan to Lucille. Yeah. Lucille was like, "Now nah, we're not. Yeah, I that. mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole different, different uh, part of the process. Speaking, speaking uh, of that, speaking of that, I liked her, like, the way that they portrayed her, right, is Lucille, going back to her, that mm-hmm. she kind of had, like, a beautiful mind type thing. Yeah. Where she saw the perfect funny bit for the show in yeah. her mind and she played it back and just said it. Yeah. With nothing else it was like yo this is what we're gonna do. Right. I thought that was awesome man. That, that just showed her brilliance. Yeah.
1: That's what I was mentioning like how it kind of funneled in and out of a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. We were seeing the sets as they were. We were seeing her as she saw the sets kind of flashing forward to what in her mind she wanted to do and then seeing that live in front of the audience and the way it played out, uh and that kind of build through the whole movie.
2: Oh yeah. All right, man. So let's go ahead and uh just have two quick notes, man, about sets in the mm-hmm. in the music here. Uh the sets we're mainly on the actual set of I Love Lucy the yeah. entire time. If we're not there we're in a dressing room. We're in uh, Desi's office, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the bar across the street, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was just cool, man. You kept it really, you kept you keep it simple, light like, like that, and you kept it like a week in the life of these characters. Yeah,
1: and that always looked like real, uh, that era of the way things were built, real strong, dark woods. Yeah. Uh, Sturdy looking, solid. Oh yeah, you know, and even the tables, everything they did looked like that, and I thought that was pretty awesome.
2: And then somebody said we can do stuff cheap. Yeah, and now everything looks cheap. <laughs> yep, yeah. awesome, man. So in the the meat the music, man, the one every time we saw Desi perform just highlights for me, man. You know, I, it, once again, I watched the movie at six in the morning, Yeah, but I was trying to get up and chick chicka boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the other thing, man, that like, that I love Lucy theme. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's iconic yeah. for one, right? Definitely. Yep. Stuck in my head. I mean, I've seen, I love Lucy so many times on, uh, Nick at night. Mm. I mean, like a million times. Um, but I had no clue that they do that live for every taping.
1: I, I mean, that's, just how they put it together. That guess, was huh? dope, man. Yeah. we can do it too. I can put it over here.
2: You can give us the Isle of Lucy theme. Yeah, guys, we can bring the next pod in. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, let's talk about some themes here, and I don't have much. Uh, this is when when you get an Aaron Sorkin script, right? It's just It's just like chock full of so much stuff, man, and it's um, it's a lot, it's a lot, man. This movie is like two and a half hours long, um, but once again, so good. I will say this. Um, one when you are, you know, believing in yourself and your talents and and what you want to do, right, Lucille. She knew what she wanted to do, man. She yep. knew that she was the queen of physical comedy, right? And she knew that she could deliver this on this show, and this was her launching pad to do that episode after episode after episode, right? Yeah. Um, also, the show must go on. I think that's good. I yep. think, I think you know, she had that in the back of her mind because um, she asked him a bunch of times, and she was asked about it a bunch of times, like, is he cheating or yeah. not cheating or whatever? but they took the entire week and kept going, kept moving. Um,
1: well, same thing with just the whole situation, the the whole communist thing. Yeah. It was like the show, as long as we record a show at the end of the week, I'm good. Who got to still roll? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, man. And I, I do like that she, you know, even at the end when she found out what she found out and what occurred, um, she went out there. Stumbled for a second, yeah. Um, but the show went on, man. That was season two, man. I Love Lucy went on for like several more seasons after that, right? Um, but yeah, the show must go on is 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 what I love for this man. Chalked in this full Aaron Sorkin tight script, man. So that is our conversation about being the Ricardos, Javi. This movie man, talking, brother. What are your thoughts?
1: This was a super long movie. Yeah. Super long. Oh
2: uh, I'll just
1: go ahead and give my rating on it off the bat. I'm gonna give it a three out of three
2: buckets of popcorn. Damn, three out of three is top notch, bro.
1: I mean for me the way the way this movie was built and like He meant three out of five, guys. He meant three out of five. Oh, did I say uh, See, he made me make notes, and I typed <laughs> three out of three in my notes. I, typed three, I literally typed three out of three in my notes, and that's what I said.
2: I made him take notes. <laughs> <that. laughs> uh,
1: so, three out of five. Oh, yeah. Fuck, popcorn. Oh, the way the movie was built was fun, I thought. Um, you know, like, four... Four or five different dimensions of the way this show was viewed. Yeah, um, from like the, the the view of Lucille, we saw the view kind of from Desi. We saw the you know the the older people that were played by other actors. It's, it's crazy. So that was fun. I thought the one thing I didn't really like is the the thread of the story, you know, they were building this movie around uh, her week of being said she was a communist. Yeah. So I feel like that should have just been part of the story, and been kind of like the story of them too, because that's that's what it was. That felt like that was the end goal. Was like the story of Lucille. Uh, but that thing was like just seemed too much. Like I'm trying to. I don't. So I, I guess. guess
2: I, so I, I. I get. I think I get what you're saying here. Like it almost set it up, right? To is she a communist? Is she not a communist? Yeah. Right? And and let's. Is the story going to focus on Lucille Ball right. as a communist or not? And then.
1: We have her life story kind of thrown in there as well. Yes.
2: So, I, the one thing I will say about that, because it does kind of set it up like that, but yeah. you also have to understand, like, that time, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was a big no-no. Oh, oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah I got you there, yeah. Um, like, you don't do that, or you're going to get executed yeah. from, like, right. the United States. So, <laughs> um So I think that was just I think he used that right, and once again, Aaron Sorkin does these movies. He does them so tight with a lot of information, where that's just a launching pad, Mm -hmm. launching point. That was like has so many other threads.
1: Well, that was kind of the description of the movie. Yeah, was it was that week, which we see that week, but we see all this other stuff too. That's like I feel like it's either about that week and all the BS they go through or it's about her life. And they did all of that on the basis of it's that week of BS for them. And that kind of got, uh, I don't know if say like diluted in with everything else. Yeah. So, so the strong point of the movie wasn't about her life and it wasn't about this week of her being a comedy. It was like a big dilution of both of them. Uh, so that kind of just a little thing for me. I got you, man. Yeah. I got you. Uh, but the, the movie itself in the long run, i probably not going to watch it again. Yeah. But it was worth, you know, it was worth the watch.
2: Good deal. about you, man? About you, man? Uh, being the Ricardos, man, this is going to get four buckets of popcorn out of five for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, this gets four buckets of popcorn here. I love the cast, I love the writing, man. You know, I love head to head conversations. Yeah. Like it just it's it just oozes the, with so much. Walk and talk, man. The walk and talk It's
1: all you gotta put in the movie. <laughs> and that gives you like an extra star, it really right? Does. It really does. really <laughs> an extra bucket of popcorn <laughs>
2: Right, it really does, brother. Um, no, man, I, I have not been a fan of Nicole Kidman since I don't know 1995 yeah. Batman Forever. Okay, don't blame you. Um, Fabulous in that movie, but by the way, the best part of that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, she killed this role, man. Right. I she really did, and I really enjoyed her here. Javier Bardem, he always brings in everything he does, so he was fabulous. Uh, JK was that asshole but also like very like warm and friendly Um, and Tony Hill man just rocked it so this cast and this script alone just once again not alive in the 50s you and I both unless you're like really old Um, and I don't know Could be a witch 120 right now are you the the witcher I don't know (laughs) how that works I haven't seen season 2 yet I do have a lot Um, of gray hairs (laughs) (laughs) we're 35 (laughs) (laughs) This (laughs) This <laughs> is my <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Um, no man, I like the, the the look in the feel of The fifties, man. The yeah. clothes were cool. Um, I like the suits, man. The was, suits were really it cool. It was all dude. about just just being being relaxed. Yeah, and just having a good time. I loved it, man. I loved it, dude. Um, yeah, this definitely gets four buckets of popcorn for me, man. Cool deal. I'll probably watch at least once or twice more, man.
1: All right, Clyde, before we uh, close out here, I just want to let everybody know we are officially posting full episodes of the podcast on YouTube. Dope. Uh, we started last week with uh, our episode two of season three for Whiplash. Uh, so go check that out on the YouTube channel, and we'll have to post the links to the channel on our socials.
2: We'll hit you up with some links, guys. Yes, you know we do that very well. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through being the Ricardo's next week. We'll be discussing ride the Eagle. And that is streaming on Hulu. I am Clyde Smith. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D Smith. I am Javier
1: Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J Eighty Two Hundred. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.